0: So today I want to talk about a topic that's not really talked about and I mean it's it's not controversial um I think um but it's not really talked about and it's actually a little hard to think about and it's it is a hard pill to swallow and it's this you've prayed for something and god said catch this he said uh, he said no Ooh. the word no it, it hurts but not now what how do we make a sense of god when he says no how do we make sense of god's no when we faithfully pray the word no it's it's a strong word it's only two letters but it's such a powerful word it's a, it's a word of re, it feels like you're being rejected feels like you're being ignored. And, you know, for, for me personally, if I'm honest with you guys, I don't like to associate God with the word no. I don't like to associate God with the word no because it makes God or it feels like or some people may think that it makes God seem like he's mean if he says no. But here are a few things that encourage me. That before we dive into this, and I'm going to point out some some scriptures as to why God says no to certain praise. And then how how do we make sense of that? When God says no, how do we what what are some of the reasons why he says no? Uh, there's not always a reason, but there are some there are some there are instances in scripture that we can point to that can help guide us in our in our relationship with the Lord to help us de- determine or dissect uh or do uh do a self assessment a, a spiritual self self assessment of what's going on in my heart and why is this one thing not working and here here are a few things that i think are helpful to me and a few things that we need to bombard yes i said bombard bombard our minds and hearts with and this is the the truth of, of scripture and it's the truth. It's a it's the truth of God's characteristics. God characteristics helps us when he says no. It helps us in times of suffering. And these are three characteristics that God has. And these characteristics that God has, that he possesses, he always has them. And he's always acting according to who he is. OK. You guys got that right so these characteristics that God has he is these characteristics he and he will remain these characteristics and as a result of who he is and as a result of the fact that he remains uh, um, um, these characteristics means that he he always will be these things okay So, in other words, God is, number one, he's holy. Number two, he is loving. And number three, he is good. In other words, God will always be holy. He will always be loving. He will always be good. And how God acts towards you will always be holy, will always be loving, and it will always be be good. God's holiness means that he is separate from evil and that he is righteous. So everything that he does is righteous. Everything that he says to you is righteous. How he acts is righteous. God is holy. So therefore, how he acts towards you is without evil. So if God is holy, now I'm going to start preaching now. If I had an organ... I'd be playing my organ here. But if God is holy and his holiness means that he is not evil, that means that God cannot do wickedness towards you. Come on now. I feel I feel I feel encouraged even as even as I'm thinking about this. And if God cannot do evil towards you, then that means that we in all situations can trust him because in everything, God is holy. He's separate from evil. And what's happening to you or the reason why God says, no, there is no intent. in God's no. God is not wishing wickedness on you. OK, I got to move on. But then also God is loving. He is love. So every way that he acts towards you is loving. Every way that he acts towards you is loving. But then also, God is good. He is benevolent. Everything that he does, because he is good, the way that he acts towards you is good. His actions are good. Even his thoughts towards you are good. There's a scripture, I think in Psalm 139, where he's he's raving about how great God's thoughts is towards him. So God is holy, God is loving, and God is good. So as we think about, for some of you who are just joining us, we are talking about when we are praying and then what what if God says no? We are remembering his characteristics and and his characteristics are that he's, or some of his characteristics is that he's holy, he's loving, and he's good. And as a result of those things, God cannot sin against you in every way that he acts towards you, loving, and is good. For instance, Um, If God says no, right, we we should not interpret that as him being mean. Now, let me give you an example. I don't know if my wife is watching. Uh, Hey, babe, if you are watching, I love you and I care for you, uh, but I need to give this example. My wife, she loves Starbucks, 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 and her order is uh, grande or venti, whatever it is, a venti iced caramel macchiato with 2% milk, uh, cream and sugar and something like that. Uh, I think I've got, I think I got it right, babe. If you're watching, let me know in the chat. If you're not watching, um, on you, you should be watching me. But anyways, (laughs) I'm joking, but my wife, she, she, she loves Starbucks. And, uh, sometimes she asks me for Starbucks and I'm like, no, babe, I I don't, I don't want to go to Starbucks because Starbucks, I know I'm a penny pincher. It's just, it's just so expensive. Sometimes you, you buy something that's like, I don't know, 16 ounces and it's like, 15 bucks when we could just make coffee at home. Now, does that mean, now does this, now this she can interpret it as me being mean, but no, it's not me being mean. It's me uh, le- just letting her or just let, just letting her know that I care about her health and all that sugar and with all the products that they put in it, it's not really good for her body. And I, you know, I want her to treat her body right. So, when I say no, it's not really because I'm I'm being mean. It's because I have her best interest in mind. Um, but I also have my pockets interest in mind, too. Anyways, that's another story. So that's an example, right? Just because someone says no, it doesn't mean that they are being mean. And for some of you who are watching, you are parents. And I am sure you don't say yes to everything that your child asks you for. Right? So let's take a, a A quick look at just a few scriptures here, where God says no. I know that hurts. Let's look at a few uh, scriptures here where God says no. Okay, Vicky says. "Um, Most times when God says no, I, I grow. It's hard to take. It's hard to take at the time. That's true, but in reflection, it's brought the relationship with Him. I was really seeking instead of what I thought I needed. Come on, Vicki, you better preach. Vicki Gibbs, preach, preach, preach. You hear that? You guys need to read that comment because that is important. But well, Let's look at a scripture here, and then we'll look at a few scriptures of why the Bible tells us that sometimes God says no. Ooh, that hurts. God and no. Ah, I don't know if that should be in the same sentence, but if God do- doesn't say no to you, if he doesn't say no to your desires, then what what does that make God? What does that make God? It makes, maybe makes him a, a genie. And he we know that he's not a genie. He doesn't just give us what we, everything that we wish wish for when we want it. Uh, he's not um, what is it, Burger King, have it your way, have your life your way in every way that you want. But here's a scripture here. In Acts chapter 16, verse 6, catch this, Acts chapter 16, verse 6 verse six. If someone could write that down, Acts chapter 16, verse six, it says this, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having, having, and this is, and this is the key part here, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Isn't that interesting? These are people who are wanting to do the, do the will of God, but then they are prevented um, in God's goodness and God's holiness and in and, and his love from going somewhere. And here's a clear example of someone who loved God, wanted to do God's work, but God said no. Now, we don't have a reason why God prevented them and why God said no to them. But remember, again, remember God's characteristics. He is holy, he is loving, and he is good. And the great thing about God's characteristics is that they are always the same, and he will not change. God is good today, he's good tomorrow, he will be good in the future. His goodness is consistent. He is consistent. So what are some other examples of God saying no, or what are some reasons why God might, might, might say no? In 2 in, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10, it says three times I pleaded with the Lord. So this is Paul the Apostle, the person who probably wrote most of the New Testament. Paul the Apostle, one of the pioneers of Christianity, the one who has shaped our theology, what we believe about Jesus and, and God and, and, and God the Father and the Holy Spirit. He says this three times I pleaded with the Lord. He he prayed. Have you ever felt like you were pleading, uh, pleading God and asking God something over and over and over and over and over and over and over? Did I say over, over again? He says three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Now, the context is that Paul has this thorn in his flesh or something in his life that is causing him pain that is causing him, that is inhibiting him from having um, some kind of positive experience. And he says, "I, I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, this is what God said to him. He said, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And this is what Paul said. He says, therefore, I will boast or I will brag on or I will glorify all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So one of the reasons why we see here in this scripture, why God says no to prayer sometimes is so that we can depend on his power. So that we don't depend on our own power. Sometimes God wants us to have weaknesses in our life and he doesn't take them away. He doesn't take the thorn away so that we can depend on his power. Because when we depend on his power, that's when we're able to see the ineffable greatness of our God and how how mighty he is and how God can take two fish and turn them into 2,000 fish. But then also there's another scripture here that I came across, James 4, 3. And I won't be able to go through all the scriptures. If you want uh, all the scriptures that I have here in my notes, just send me an email at hushai at carnieefree.com. I think that's my email hushaia@carniefree.com um or just tell me in the chat send me your email and then I I'll let you know. Uh, so James chapter 4 verse verse 3 it says when you ask you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. That that's what that's what James said that that's what that's what God said. He said sometimes when our prayers are self-centered God could be like I can't give you that cuz you want that for yourself and that's not going to be helpful for you. But then also l- listen to what Psalm chapter 66 verse 18 said. It says if I had cherished sin in my heart the Lord would not have listened. Hmm. Let mm-hmm. me read that again. Psalm 66 verse 18 it says if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. What does that mean? It means that sometimes God said says no because of undealt with sin inside of us, because of disobedience, because of us not wanting to um, let go of what God is calling us to let go of. And uh, one more scripture that I will give to you here is in John nine thirty one, um, John nine thirty one says, "We know that God does not listen to sinners; He listens to the godly person who does His will. So, doing God's will versus not doing His will. Now, and then here's the last one. I'll I'll give you. I said that last time, but these are so good. I just want to give you guys more. So, number because we we got to go. So. This, this last one is, is found in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 13. It says, whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. Then in Proverbs chapter 28, verse nine, it says, if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. So disregarding and completely ignoring God's word, but then also ignoring the poor are reasons sometimes why God says no. So, what, what should we do with this? Even with all this information, we still know that God is good. We still know that God is loving. We still know that God is holy. So, therefore, He's not going to sin against you. He's not doing evil against you. So, what should we do with this? Number one, I think it reinforces that God is not our genie. He wants a relationship. Oh, excuse me. He wants a relationship with, with us. But then also, I think it reinforces that God desires. And that God requires His people to joyfully walk in obedience to Him. We're not simply hearers of the Word; we're doers of the Word. But then also, it reinforces that if we are going to grow in Him through prayer, we must obe- we must obey by clinging to His Word. And then God, I believe that God is inviting you. If you hear this, that God is inviting you to trust Him when He does say no. Now, which of these scriptures do you identify? With the most, and why? And as we think about what it means to be kingdom minded people, God could be nudging you towards maybe confession and repentance or drawing from His strength in your weakness, or maybe clinging to what He sees, says in His word to walk in obedience. So, my brothers and sisters, I encourage you to, if you want to watch this video again, to go over the scriptures again and uh say say in the chat where do you which which of these scriptures do you feel like you identify with the most let us know in the chat and we can pray for you which of these scriptures do you identify with the most my brothers and sisters i thank you guys for for joining me we love you god god loves you god sings over you let us turn to the lord in prayer lord we thank you for the fact that you are good, you're loving, and that you are holy. And as a result, you don't sin against us. But sometimes, Lord, you you do say no. And we know that your no is um, good for us, even if it doesn't feel like it, Lord, even if it feels like rejection. In moments, Lord, when you say no, help us to stop and think about and assess our hearts, and assess our motives. Assess what is it that we actually want from you. Teach us to love you even in the difficult moments of life, even when we feel like we are being disciplined. Lord, we can't do this on our own. So some of us, Lord, we we feel like we we do have some sin that we um, need to. Con- Can confess and bring to you, Lord. And I ask that you would help us to do that. But Lord, some of us in here really just have weaknesses and they're just going to be there until we pass away. Help us to come to grips with that and to draw strength from you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Hey guys, thank you for for joining us. I did not anticipate to go this long as 28 minutes. I'm sorry. About that next week, Scott is going to be leading us in adoration and praise. Scott is going to do an amazing job, um, and he's he's probably going to be a little shorter than than me. Guys, listen. Have a great, uh, great week, a fabulous week. Let let us know in the chat what you're praying for. Let us know in the chat what you're eating. Is it good? Let us know in the chat which scripture you identify with the most. God bless you and keep you.